This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wolverine 24-7 podcast, your audio source for all things Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Zach Shaw. Steve Lorenz here with me. The last of our position group previews. This is episode 10. Be sure to check out the previous nine. Wherever you found this episode, you can probably find the other nine. So be sure to check them out. We've looked at every position group. Been a lot of fun. Gotten pretty good feedback about about the the condensed nature, but also the how informative the episodes have been. This one, it's one that that Steve and I, you know, we we always look forward to this one because we're both uh, maybe not special teams nerds, but I think we care about special teams and write about special teams more than a lot of other publications or a lot of other people who follow and consume college football so this is this is fun we'll look at biggest strengths biggest question marks and then ultimately make some predictions for the room running through the depth chart real quick uh special teams is easy they return everybody they return jake moody who won the lou groza award for nation's top kicker last season they return rad robbins who uh, was second team all big 10 number four in the country in net punting yardage last season so that speaks to to his abilities they return William Wagner, who's a long snapper. And if you're wondering, oh, I didn't know the long snapper was William Wagner, that speaks to how good he was as a long snapper. That's always the joke. It's like like officials, if if you know the long snapper's name, that, that might mean something went wrong. Uh, if, if the common person knows the long snapper's name, because usually people are only looking that up if a mistake was made. Anyways, in the return game, you know they return A.J. Henning, they return Blake Corum, they return Ronnie Bell, Caden Colasar, all the guys who who did punts last season. Uh, but but it's also an open battle. I mean, I, I think Michigan, like a lot of schools, you know, they're they want to get the most athletic person back there and and who fits what they want to do on offense and defense and special teams. And then this is a stat that I don't I don't think has been discussed enough. Michigan returns its top 17 special teams players in terms of snap counts last season. You know, Matt Torrey and Hassan Haskins are two guys who, who are gone, who were pretty effective on special teams. But the top 17 in terms of snap total snap count, uh, that, that really stood out to me and speaks to, I mean, this, this is a group that really, they don't have to change hardly anything in, in the six different phases. I mean, they get to run everything like they did last season. Looking at the strength, for me, I went with precision at, at the kicking and punting position. I think... You know, Jake Moody and Brad Robbins are both back. This is not a diss. A part of why they're both back is I don't I don't think that they have what are perceived as NFL legs, but boy are they accurate. I mean, Jake Moody, he's seven for twelve on field goal attempts of forty yards or more. That's that's good for college. I don't know if that's I mean in the pros it feels like guys are ten for twelve or eleven for twelve even, but thirty three for thirty seven on kicks of less than forty yards. He's never missed an extra point. I mean, this is a guy who. Uh, they call him Money Moody, and yeah, I, if if Michigan needs some free points, even if it's if it's shorter field goal, it doesn't matter if it's windy, doesn't matter if it's rainy, doesn't matter if it's home or away. It seems like he's he's able to be precise and and make the right kick. Robbins, 
kind of a similar way. He was only 16th in the country last season in, in punting yard average, which is not particularly high, but he was, he was fourth in net punting. And to me, that speaks to his ability. He was able to put the ball where returners could not bring it back. And he was able to have the hang time where returners, they didn't have time to do a return. Uh, he was, I think I thought he was great at pinning it inside the, the 15, inside the 10. Um, he actually was one of the best in the country at it and only had, I believe, three touchbacks all season. So these are two guys, I, I, you know, if I'm trying to dig in more than they're just really good at their jobs, you know, I think it's the precision. I think both of them, even if they don't have the strongest leg in the country, because there are guys in the country who made three, four, five, 50-yard field goals last season or, or averaged more than 50 yards per punt last season. It's with the NIL and then the extra COVID year. Uh, this is uh, this is about as good as specialists have ever been in, in college football. So there's a lot of big legs out there. I don't know if Moody or Robbins necessarily stack up as number one in that regard, but they are top in the country at what they do because of how precise they are. Steve, looking at special teams altogether, what, what stands out to you as the biggest strength? I pick your poison. I mean, Michigan had by far the best special teams unit in the country last year. So I always follow the uh, the football insiders, the FEI ratings. They used to have uh, field position stats, uh, but they don't anymore, which is just kills me because I know Michigan is – I mean, every team in the country is, but Michigan has been so effective uh, for the most part in winning the field position battle uh, just because there's a combination. Yeah, you talk about having an accurate – kicker like brad robbins can i can i give you it's not a perfect field position stats not starting position but i looked it up uh because i was i was curious too i actually had the exact same research journey you had and i was bummed to find out that net field position is not a stat tract anymore but i looked it up this is net return yardage so how many more return yards per game did michigan have than other teams uh, and it was 52 yards per game. So it was over 700, I think it was 714, 715 yards overall, 52 yards per game. That is fourth among power five teams. Uh, only, only four other teams were even above 50. And, you know, the other ones are other really good special teams units, Rutgers in Iowa, but 52 yards per game. Steve, I'll let you continue with your point, but that's almost a, an extra drive per game just in returns and coverage and kicking that Michigan was able to produce. I also think it's like Michigan is like, again, these are things that other schools do or attempt to do, but Michigan's just been more effective. Uh, they recruit and utilize some of their most athletic players uh, across the board on their special teams units. Uh, I, I always feel like their special teams units are a combo of like this, the most athletic guys, but then your smart assignment driven type players, uh, you know, like the, just Michigan's always had a great mix uh, out of, on both their kickoff return unit and their, like just all of their special teams units. So no, the, the, the field position stuff is, is huge. Uh Going back to those FEI ratings, I wanted to kind of highlight the number. And again, it's a it's an index rating that combines the. I'm just reading it right off: kickoff return, kickoff punt return, punt and field goal efficiency into one overall rating. Michigan strength rating was 1.28 last year. Second was Iowa with 1.02. The difference between Michigan and Iowa is the same difference between Iowa and basically 
UCLA, who's ranked 10th in the country. And if you want to go back even further, I mean, Michigan, there, this number, I'd have to look, but this number is almost off the charts compared to every other program in the country. So, you know, and really Michigan's by and large always had strong special teams units under Jim Harbaugh. It's kind of been one of the quiet hallmarks uh, of his, you know, tenure at Michigan. So in, in Jim Harbaugh's tenure, they've had a top 15 FEI special teams rating in six seasons. So everything but 2020 and 2017. There you go. So, yeah, I mean, it really, uh, again, pick your poison with them as far as their strength, because yeah, you have, it's yeah. Accuracy, athleticism, uh, the coaching, no drop off from when Chris Partridge left handing the keys over to Jay Harbaugh. I mean, they were co for a couple seasons, uh, no drop off there. Uh, really again, another reason to illustrate how valuable Jay Harbaugh is to the coaching staff, because not only has he excelled at whatever position he's been coaching, but he's also basically run the special teams for the last five years too. Uh, again, you can't like, you can't under uh, appreciate, uh, you can't appreciate enough of how valuable that is. So, you know, again, just top to bottom, though, Michigan special teams, it's, it's, you can almost just kind of count on Michigan having a high quality special teams at this point. I feel like. Well, yeah, especially this season where um, they return everybody pretty much. It's really, yeah, they're, they basically get to pick up where they left off. And, and, you know, another strength that they do is coverage. I, they take, they take, you know, their gunners, they take their coverage schemes really seriously. Go look up. And I'm not telling you specifically, Steve, because I'm sure you have, but, but to listeners go look up like Jay Harbaugh. He's appeared on a couple coaching podcasts or special teams podcasts, the level of detail and, and seriousness that he puts into coverage schemes is, is exceptional. I mean, there's a reason why they were the number one special teams team in the country last year. And he didn't just luck into a really good kicker and punter. You know, it was the coverage too. They led the country in, in, um, kick return coverage and they only allowed 205 return yards period all last season between kickoffs and punts 205 return yards sometimes Michigan gets 205 return yards in one game so 205 over the course of 14 games really incredible stuff biggest question mark out of out of the special teams group for me I think it's kick returns you know we're, we're speaking extremely highly of Michigan special teams Quietly, kickoff returns has not has not always been a strength, including last season. I think they were um, they were fifty second, if I'm not mistaken, in in kickoff return yard average, and and so I think that there's there's room to grow there. And and they haven't always. I mean, even in previous seasons, that hasn't always been their bread and butter. They were outside of the top seventy five in 2016, 2017, and twenty eighteen. So I think. Yeah, they're very good at kicking, very good at punting, very good at coverage, pretty good at punt returns. I think the kickoff return is is the next step. And that's that's where I think that the that's quietly one of the more intriguing position battles of fall camp is they have probably eight or nine guys who who are, are trying out for this kickoff return. And do you go with Blake Corum, who did it a lot last season? Do you go with AJ Henning, who I think really blossomed into the role and had that touchdown last season? But uh if you go with a, a freshman or someone younger who isn't necessarily playing as, as big of a role in the offense, you know, what's, what's the approach? So to me, kickoff returns is, is really the one 
missing link. I don't think that they're bad at it. And they did have that touchdown against Maryland, which was probably one of the cooler plays. One of the one of the cooler plays that wasn't against like a, a top team that Michigan had last season, uh, you know, with the with the with the backwards pass and everything. I do think that's one area where I think Michigan could be top ten in the country, and they're not. So to me, that's the biggest question mark: is is can there be growth there with all the returning players they have? Steve, your biggest question mark about special teams right now? I'm going to go with the punt return aspect. Um, had an interesting discussion about it on the board this week. Uh, a lot of people <clears throat> really think, you know, it should be, it, it should be AJ Henning. No questions asked. Um, I think it could be, you know, and I think he got the most, had the most experience last year, got the, maybe uh, got the most seasoning and experience last year in the role. I just go back and this is why I posted that, that Michigan did inquire on Iowa transfer, Charlie Jones, uh, who entered the portal last season and was basically an all American level return man uh, ended up committing to Purdue because I, he didn't want to just be a special teams guy. He wanted to find an opportunity at receiver. That was never going to happen at Michigan uh, with who they already have at receiver. But, but just the fact that Michigan even inquired to me says that that feels like an open battle. Um, you know, and again, Henning could be the guy to come out on top. Sounds like Ronnie Bell's back in the mix again. You know, there's, but again, the, the thing with, there's so many guys I feel like that could, could. A couple people mentioned that it'd be interesting to see Andrell Anthony back there returning punts. Uh, you know, just very interested to see who comes out on top in that job because, I, you know, and this is what we also talk about on the board, and we've probably talked about this a few times over the, the years or whatever, is, yeah, you want a guy that can house a punt at any given moment, but the the real value and i'm pretty sure i'm i'm about 98% confident this is the way michigan feels too there's more value into a guy who can track the ball and field it wherever it's kicked uh than there is the real peppers fair catch 100,000% man like he was so valuable in that regard and and when you're talking about winning field position over the course of a four quarter game with how good michigan's offense should be this season that you I'm not concerned, honestly, about having a guy. Like I said, if you can, if you have a guy back there that can take one to the house on any at any given moment, that's great. But I think with with what Michigan has offensively, they should be able to put points up on the board. It is way more important to have a guy who who understands how to field the field the ball, get there, and make the catch, whether they gain yardage out of it or not. You know, because how many how many punts are there going to be that are short or on the other sideline? You know, you want to you don't want to let the ball bounce if you can help it in any way. You know, because you never know what way it's going to go. That could be the difference between fifteen and twenty yards, or almost a quarter of the field. So, you know, and again, that that very well could end up being AJ Henning. I'm I've been I feel like I'm a been a very pro AJ Henning person throughout his entire career. I think Michigan should get him the ball more on on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but just again, I just I think it's a question of whether or not it's going to be him, or if they are going to go in a different direction. So and and yeah, there's they're not going to find a Jabril Peppers. Uh, I, I can't believe Jabril Peppers hasn't returned punts in the NFL. To be honest with you, I mean he just he was so good at just being able to do all of that, catch it or track it, catch it and take it somewhere if if the opportunity was there. But really more about just getting to the ball and and and. Uh, securing it and, and, you know, getting to the ground. So uh, 
so yeah, very interested to see who Michigan decides to go with at that punt return. Quickly, do you have a philosophy or preference between a first string player like a DJ Turner, uh, you know, Blake Corum, Ronnie Bell type versus someone who's maybe a second string player or a freshman? Just because there is there is some injury risk there. Do you have a if if you were putting on your coaching hat, do you eliminate you know the first string guys or do you do you like that star players are also able to to fill in for that role. I mean, I I take it the same way. I assume the coaching. I, I think whoever the best option is, whether it is a first string guy or or not, I think you go with the guy that gives. Because again, I I I don't I don't think you it needs or or has to be you know like yeah your best or most athletic player who isn't in a major role. I, you know, again, whether, you know, back in the day, whether it had been Donovan Peoples-Jones or uh, whoever, like just over the years, like some of their most athletic guys, I just, I think I say you go with the best guy you can get in the spot. Because again, like I said, it, the, the field position aspect, it's never talked about. It is so important, you know, and, and so I think, you know, games, you, you could argue that games could be won or lost over the course of a four quarter game. If you're saving 10, 12 yards, a punt return because you have a guy back there who can get to the ball and, and catch it, you know, not let it bounce, uh, you know, just not making mistake, not making mistakes or fielding it inside the 10, like those sort of rules, like things that, you know, uh, so yeah, I, I just say you go with, and again, that's why when I hear that, when they, when there's been mention of Ronnie bell, that to me says that that's how Michigan is approaching it too. It's like, we want the best guy back there for us. It doesn't matter if it's a starter or not. Uh, we want the we want our best option possible back there. Yeah, I think that's that's a that's pretty much how I look at it. I I do think like a guy who who is averaging a hundred yards per game, say like Blake Corum, I think you let him do that. But I think a good punt returner can be worth 30, 40, 50, maybe even more yards per game. You know, if you're thinking about Michigan's defense, they're probably going to force a few punts against every team that they face. And so yeah, being able to know when to fair catch it not muff the punt, not let the ball roll all the way to the three. Um, you know, th- those little things, I mean, that can be worth the equivalent of a drive. And so, yeah, unless, unless you, this offensive player or star player is, is worth a hundred yards a game elsewhere. I think that it is worthwhile. I mean, it's, it, it can be the yardage equivalent of a good receiving game. So I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. All right. Prediction time, you know, maybe, maybe I had just written too many of these out, or something, but I, I, my prediction was uh, Michigan does not have a first team All American this year, but they they remain number one in the country in special teams efficiency. There, they stand out as the best. I, I we've talked about it enough. Really, every phase of of special teams, except maybe kickoff return and maybe punt return, but even then, I think those are two groups that that were were still above average. It's still quite good last season. It's just about getting to great um this is this is a special teams coach's dream to be this good and this experienced across the board because you know the experience part i think sometimes people view that as almost a negative in today's college football you know because it means that the, the guys weren't drafted but at the same time special teams what is the what is the time where people talk about special teams the most it's it's when guys make boneheaded mistakes you fumble the punt return or you fumble the snap or you you whiff the kick or you, you choke under pressure. I mean, it's 
when you're experienced, you're very much less likely to do that. And I know Jay Harbaugh's talked about that before with Moody and Robbins. It's like, he doesn't even have to worry about like calming them or, or working, you know, calming their nerves or psyching them up or anything. It's because um, they're pros, they're veterans. I mean, they know how to do this. They have a combined nine years of, ex- of college experience under their belts. You know, Brad Robbins, he was starting in 2017. Moody was starting in 2018. So it's, um, and it's like that with, you know, guys like Caden Colasar, Michael Barrett, uh, you know, the return game, the coverage games. It's, this is a really well-rounded experienced group across the board. So I, I'm skeptical of there being a first team All-American just because I do think that there's so many talented. I mean, there's there, Jake Moody isn't even the only Lou Groza, former Lou Groza winner that's in college football right now. I mean, there's guys who've been around for a long time, but I do think Michigan has the best and most well-rounded across the board special teams. And I think they lead it in lead the country in special teams efficiency once again this fall. Steve, what's your prediction? I think Michigan repeats as the top. We, I think we look at the FEI rating at the end of the season. I think Michigan repeats as the top uh, special teams unit in the country. So, you know, combination of ratings throughout the different aspects of special teams, but overall, I mean, like I said, so dominant last season, uh, you know, I, I think there's a really good chance. Cause like, I think you, I think what we've kind of maybe pulled out of this episode, you know, as great as the unit is, there actually is room for improvement still. Right. I mean, that's, you know, we've hyped up the special teams, talked a lot, said a lot of great things about it, but there still is room for improvement uh, in both return in the return portion, uh, you know, both kick and punt. So, you know, again, no shortage of athletes, no shortage of experience, really. Uh, it's just a matter of finding the right guy. You know, I'm curious, you know, that's one area where Ronnie Bell's injury may have hurt Michigan. Like we see how far Michigan still went despite losing Ronnie Bell, who looked like the best player on the field against Western Michigan last year. Honestly, I mean, the one-handed grab, the touchdown, like he just looked like a totally different, like, you know, he's been a very productive player for Michigan throughout his career, but just looked like he had (laughs) taken it to another level, you know, losing him from the special teams aspect might've, you know, I'm interested that I'd be interested to know what some of the numbers would have been if he had stayed healthy and, and been back there all year. So, um, you know, but I think Michigan repeats as tops and yeah, with like, because there's that room for improvement, you know, and, and I think they will improve in both return aspects. All right. And with that, our position preview series is done. Be sure to check out any of the previous episodes you might've missed. I, I take a lot of pride in the level of information and insight we bring into these episodes and, and do so in a, in a, time frame that it doesn't you don't have to sit around for three hours listening to us talk about you know one position battle I, I i like to think that we we covered this team in a very uh bingeable format you can be sure to check out all those previous episodes wherever you got this podcast for steve lorenz i'm zach shaw this has been the wolverine 24 7 podcast we'll see you next time okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 